My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and this is Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and yet very strategic choices that all of us can make in order to be fully alive. Today in the studio is none other than Barb Bruce, a friend and a colleague who is always so present and so fully alive with us because she is a person of hope, and she is someone who has learned to trust the process, the process of going from where she has been to where she wants to be. And that is our three-word conversation today. You want to be sure to check it out. Listen in. Barb Roos, it is so great to have you back on Three Words Podcast here in the studio, and we are just yes. thrilled to have you here. I'm so excited to be back. Very, very happy to be back. Thank you. Well, I'm guessing that some of our viewers and listeners have not heard your two other episodes on Worrying Solves Nothing and Everyone is Equal. So would you take just a minute and tell us more about yourself? Well, I am a speaker and author, but the if we go back from that, uh, I am someone who never expected to be where I'm at in life today. And so I love that we're talking about this particular three words that we'll introduce in a moment uh, because I was a little small brown skin girl who grew up in Northeast Ohio and through just a variety of life circumstances, uh, I've been able to live out the gifts that God has given me in a way that I hope makes a lasting and positive impact in the life of others. Well, you already are making an incredible positive and lasting impact in so many lives. And we hear testimony after testimony of the impact that you're having. Even off the camera a few minutes ago, we were talking about even who you've mentored and even people that have kind of uh, followed in your footsteps and some of the cool things that you've done. So I'm excited to have the same conversation with you that we're kind of having off camera, but here are three words for today. The three words are trust the process. Now I'm guessing this weaves into a little bit of your introduction as you've chosen to introduce yourself today, but why do these three words as you chose them for yourself mean so much to you? In another single word, it's about hope. Uh, Hope is one of the most powerful words in our human existence. And as we get into this idea of trust the process, what we're all searching for, whether we realize it or not, is knowing that there's a path to hope. And when we don't see hope, then we question everything that we're going through. We question everything we're experiencing. We're kind of lost. But when we know that there is hope, at each juncture in our life journey, that makes it easier for us to be present and attend to the challenges that rise up and meet our way as we're making our way through the process. You know, it's interesting you use those words, trust the process, as I work as a life and mental coach for athletics, and I've actually been working with professional and collegiate collegiate athletes, I hear oftentimes coaches use that same phrase, you need to trust the process because there's all this training, there's all this practice. And oftentimes our student athletes or even our collegiate or professional athletes, they're in these training sessions, but they're not seeing the outcomes that they want. (laughs) They're not seeing the championships that they want. And you hear coaches say over and over and over again, no, 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 you have to trust the process. Don't pivot too quickly. We're not gonna give up on the plan. We have to stay the course. 
Does that resonate with some of the things you're thinking about? Oh, absolutely. And I I mean, I love that you're working with athletes because I think that that is such a great example of life. Mm-hmm. They're the training and the mental plus the physical. So much about that mirrors what we're trying to do day in and day out. Um, I was an athlete when I was in high school and I, I remember um, my high school hurdle coach and I would be working on my steps and working on how to decrease the amount of time for those that first five steps to the hurdle. And he was my coach for three years in high school. And every day we would go out and we would work on those steps. And I remember there was one day at the in my junior year, it was late in the season, and he had been watching and working with me, watching and working with me. And finally, he just said randomly one day, he said, let's switch your feet. And just that one move on that one day dropped my hurdle time by a second and a half in the next race, which then allowed me to break a school record and do some other things. But we wouldn't have gotten to that point if we didn't have all of those other days that didn't seemingly make a difference. All of it built to that one day where we made that change and there was a breakthrough. I'm going to hit pause on this conversation just briefly to acknowledge that trusting the process is hard. And I presume that you have family or friends or close colleagues who are struggling to trust the process in their own life to go from here to there. Would you share this episode with that friend or family member? Now back to the episode. So when you talk about trusting the process, another phrase that comes to mind, and you just described it here in your own high school um, athletic experience, is what you're saying is there's several things that are building toward your future. You don't always know the outcome, but we can be assured of this, that nothing is wasted. Not at all. Nothing is ever wasted. Uh, another simple, simple visual is um, it's the old story of the of the man who was given the rock to tap. And the wise man just said, I want you to just tap this rock each day. And the guy just said, well, I we need to split the rock in half. And the guy goes, yep, you're just going to give it a few taps every day. And so the guy just tapped the rock each day and he tapped. And there were days he got frustrated and he was angry. At it. And then it was one day when the rock split. And he did not see it in advance. He didn't know that it was coming, but there were internal things that were happening within that rock, but he had to keep showing up and doing what he needed to do and the breakthrough happened. So when you say showing up, that's what you're encouraging all of us to do in general is when you're trusting the process, the life that you're living Every choice matters. Every circumstance is kind of building into who you're becoming and what you're actually ultimately going to accomplish and the outcomes, but that you don't feel like there are worthless decisions or worthless moments or even, I'm guessing, the painful stuff is the stuff that we're like, wow, this is a distraction. This is a disruption. This crisis is sidetracking me. Whereas I'm guessing you would say, no, it's actually a part of that process. It is a part of it. That's where we go back to hope again. Mm. No one gets through their human existence on a smooth, easy road. Mm. None of us do. So if we live from the posture that trust the process means that we've got to be perfect at every juncture, like then we're not going to trust the process because we're all going to mess up. Mm. Rather, trust the process is what you said, that first part of choosing to show up, choosing to look at each day and go, we're going to engage with our life today. Some of it we're going to do well, some of it we're going to mess up at. 
I remember when I was talking about kind of my intro, uh, when I was that young brown skin girl who was now living out her life every day, what I didn't put in the story was the fact that I, I grew up and I there were times at which our family had to deal with racism. When I was 19, I got pregnant in college and married when I was 20. I was a young, I was a young mom still in college. There were career challenges. Later in life, we had a family addiction issue. There was a divorce. Like, so in the trust, the process, every day, that didn't mean that life was smooth. Mm. But what was crucial was holding on to the hope and knowing that whatever I was experiencing was not wasted, that it would be meaningful, and that all of those experiences Mm. today, they make me who I am and what I have to offer the world. Which I'm guessing gives tremendous security and trust and even faith, and I know you're a faith-filled person, um, in the midst of uncertainty or even wondering, how does this fit into the bigger picture or the bigger mosaic of my life? Talk about time, because my guess is trusting the process, for those of us who feel like we want things to happen fast, mm-hmm. and we tend to be impatient as a culture, uh-huh. trusting the process, that's probably something that we really have to face is the fact that this may take longer Yes. Than we would have initiated, initially expected. So I have a little bit of a wild question for you. Okay. Ready? You're going to turn the question back on me. Fair I enough. really am. <clears throat> have you ever dyed your hair? I have never dyed my hair. Okay. <laughs> so I may or may not have dyed my hair. <laughs> like, I'm a black woman sitting here with blonde hair. What do you think? <laughs> but when, uh, when, when someone gets their hair dyed, the process of putting the developer in the color on the hair It looks radically different, looks nothing like what the final hair color would be. What part of that mixture is, is the developer. And when the developer is applied to the hair, the developer has to remain on the hair for a certain amount of time for the desired result. Now, there are some people that can dye, they can put it on their own hair and they can do a pretty good job. But the best results happen when someone else is doing the applying. Someone else is able to see the 360 picture. They're able to accurately plan out. They can see more than the person. So when we talk about this idea of trusting the process and it takes time, in addition to time, it also takes the right vision. And for me, what my choice has been in trusting the process is going Who is it that I can trust more than myself? So I choose to believe that there is a higher power that understands how much time needs to develop, that I can look at a circumstance and it not look like what I need it to look like, but there is a higher power that is observant and has vision and says, you can trust me, just wait. You can trust me, just wait. One of my favorite slogans is the answer's will come. The answers will come. That eventually we will know why. Which is the ultimate question that we're always asking when we're going through hard times. Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening now? What is the purpose of this? We always want to know why, but rarely do we know why. Rarely do we know why. And the and when I when I employ that phrase the answers will come, that is for me a trigger and a reminder that there is a higher power for me, it's God, that I can go, 
I may not understand why or how right now, but God will let me know what I need to know when I need to know it. Mm. And it requires an act of faith and it requires an act of trust. But what the benefit to me is, is in the process, the weight isn't all on me. Mm. Because in the in when we're trusting the process, it's a heavy rock pushing up a hill when we're trying to trust a process and everything's on us. But when we know that it's not on us and we know that there is an entity that is leading and guiding us in the process, then it makes it a little easier for me to breathe deeper while I'm waiting. I love that. You know, Barb, um, obviously, as our listeners and viewers are tuned in this particular episode, some might have even chosen it because they saw the words trust the process and they're thinking to themselves, wow, I tend to be distrustful of the process. Um, I'm guessing you have maybe some thoughts, some insights, some questions to ask and really think through, okay, how do we go from distrusting the process to feeling like things are being wasted, that that crises and challenges and problems, and even as you talked about imperfections and failures and mess, you've used all those language, um, how do we lean in and begin to say, okay, I'm listening to Barb, I'm listening to Michael, I want to learn to trust the process. How do how does one do that? Well, it's not easy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it, it, and it really isn't. Uh, some of what may provide a first step is recognizing where the foundation is at. Mm-hmm. I come from a place where I had trustworthy people in my life. That makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference when you had at least one person that you can count on. So that would be my first step for someone. If there is, if you're in a section in your life journey and there there are there's where you're at and where you want to be, and you're not sure how to get there, the first is to have a trusted voice in your life. Mm-hmm. Because that trusted voice can be an anchor that you come back to. For some folks, they're going to start with having a faith trusted voice like God. Or maybe it is a therapist. Maybe it's a best friend. But there has to be a voice of someone that you allow to speak into your life. And then the next part for me is I look at it and I go, this this area then, the process, I'm going to look at it like a bridge. And a bridge is what connects where I'm at to where I want to be. I hopefully know where I want to be. Some, I mean, I guess we probably should say some of the problem with trust the process is people don't know where they want to end up. So we need to know where we want to end up. But if you know where you end up, there are a number of questions that I believe are helpful to ask. And um, I, for lack of a better term, I'm going to call them the L questions. Okay. And I'm going to read them right here. But in that bridge, those bridge questions are, what can I learn at this stage? What's happening? What 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 do I observe around me? What do I learn? Uh, what do I need to lean into? What is healthy and helpful? Lean into that. Who do I need to listen to? Some of the problem with our process, or we got too many people who are talking to us. So there's some boundaries that need to be employed. Um, what do I need to let go of? Sometimes the process is about removing what no longer serves us. Mm. And we've got to have some courage there. That's the courage piece. And then finally, how do I want to leave that season? For me, I remember going through a very long season. It was a decade-long crisis in our family. And I just kept remembering, Barb, one day you're going to look back on this season. 
How do you want to leave that season? What do you want to remember about how you handled that season? And when I kept that in front of me, that was part of the motivation for how I managed myself each day. So what do I want to learn? What What do do, I want to learn? What do I lean into? Correct. Listen. Who do I listen to? And how do I want to leave? Let go. And how do I want to leave? You got a great memory. Well, no, I'm I'm so tracking. I'm curious as you think about those questions. Um, which of those have been most meaningful to you? Particularly, I mean, you used an incredible phrase just a second ago. You had a 10-year challenge. Now, when we talk about challenging seasons, people are like, yeah, that's been a really rough week. Or it's been a really rough month. Or even during COVID, it's been a, been a tough couple of years. You're saying you actually went through a season. It was a decade. That was a decade-long where you needed to trust the process, not for a week, not for a month, not through COVID, but for 10 years. Which of those questions do you feel like most resonated with you during that time? I wish I could narrow it down to one, but when I look at these questions, all of them rose, Mm. they they reprioritized themselves depending on where I was at. In that 10-year process. In that 10 years. So there were times when what I had to learn what that was at the forefront. Uh, often what I needed to let go of, that would pop up most often. Um, as I thought about how do I want to leave that season, I remember that being toward the end when I knew that, um, I knew that it was at some point going to end, even though I didn't know when, but I had learned enough in the process. I had lived enough in the process that it was no longer catastrophic. And so I, I, I was able to look forward. So each of those questions kind of pop up in, 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 um, intensity at different times. Well, I'm guessing, and that's very practical, those questions. I'm so glad that you shared them because every one of us is going through a, a point in our lives where there's something going on that we need to trust the process. It could be small, it could be big, it could be decade, it could be a year. And so I really appreciate you providing those tracks to run on at least those cues as our listeners and viewers are are thinking to themselves, I'm in the middle of a process. I'm in the process of becoming who I want to be. I'm in the process of becoming hopefully the better version of myself. I'm in the process of working through a variety of things in my life. Um, And to be able to trust And I love how you even framed it in the sense of making sure that we're trusting in something that's a little bigger, a little bit lasting, or even outside of ourselves. I like how you use that idea of the divine developer, because that's where you and I share a common faith in that life is bigger than all that we see and experience here, that there's a bigger plan at play. Yes. Uh, There's a bigger person, if I can use that term with a capital P, who is guiding and leading us. And so we literally can, as you said, take a deeper breath and be okay with the fact that we're imperfect, that all is not always well, that there's mistakes happening and mess around us all the time. And yet there's going to come a day when, as you'd even describe, we will know the answers. Very much so. So thank you so much for being with me today. And thanks for your insight. As always, Barb Bruce. And if I can, even as we wrap up this conversation, I learned tonight, even before we went on camera, that you've written eight different books and a couple of them, you said, tie into this conversation on stress. Would you leave us with maybe how we can know what those are and and, and where to order those? Well, thank you for asking and thank you for having me. It is always a great conversation with you. And so I 
I have a I have a variety of books and Bible studies. Tonight's content uh, is in some ways inspired by my surrendered Bible study. So this is a faith based Bible study, surrendered, letting go, and living like Jesus. And it is about facing tough seasons where we start in one direction and we end up in another. And how do we trust the process? And then there's also a surrendered devotional for those who uh, either don't necessarily have time or they're a little intimidated by. Bible study, this little devotional works through lots and lots of letting go topics that are nice, small, bite-sized coffee break reading. I love the fact that we not just provide a podcast that people can be inspired by, but even give them further resources that you have written. And uh, obviously they can go find those and just Google that or find that. They're available. Yes, I'm a, I'm a traditionally published author. They're available pretty much anywhere and everywhere. But uh, if you want one-stop shopping, my publisher sure is abingdonwomen.com. So you can go to abingdonwomen slash barbruce and all of my books and studies are there. Wow. It's an honor to have a celebrity in the studio tonight <laughs> with us at Three Words Podcast. So thanks for sharing your wisdom. Thanks for sharing your life. And it's again, great being your friend. Well, it is a wonderful being your friend as well. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.